0: Howdy, Hootah Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootah Thunket podcast, Zeb, coming at you. And this is episode 112 of the Hootah Thunket podcast. Before we get into the main event, um, titled Thug Animals, we're going to do the recommendation segment. And recommendation for this week is I recommend you watch HBO Max's Tokyo Vice. Uh, The show has eight episodes out now. That's the full first season, sadly. I just wish there were more. And at least, or each episode is at least about an hour or so, uh, or I think about, you know how it is, an hour, 50 minutes, whatever. The story follows Jake, a young man from Missouri, uh, but he's now in Japan, and he tries to make his way through his career at the prestigious Meicho Newspaper of Tokyo, Japan. A lot of things in that show difficult to pronounce because it's all uh, not all Japanese, but a lot of it's Japanese. His Japanese is seemingly flawless as his new employers and co-workers and friends speak with him in fluent Japanese throughout the show. Um, But that's not all they speak. So it is. uh, I'd say it's about half and half, half English, half Japanese. And it's I'd say about ninety nine percent set in Japan. There's only a couple scenes where it's showing Jake's family in Missouri. The show is set in the 1990s when newspaper was a much more relevant medium otherwise it'd be kind of boring to be about newspaper failing but it's in the 90s when newspapers are pretty prevalent pretty awesome it takes a look inside 1990s japanese journalism police and organized crime known as the yakuza so think about a vice story but it's about japanese yakuza it's pretty cool uh shannon and i loved it we binged it oh i say we we would have binged it but we started watching it um when only like four episodes came out. So we watched it every week after. Um and our only complaint is that there's not enough episodes. I just I wanted to watch more. I realized just the other day I was like, oh no, we watched eight episodes, right, honey? She goes, Yeah, go, ah, Google says that's all there is right now. <laughs> it's really good. Um kind of ends on a bit of a I don't know, there's not much of a conclusive ending to season one, which there would been more of a kapow, so I can't wait for season two to come out for sure. Now for the main event, thug animals. And disclaimer, there is topics that might disgust people, such as animal rape, are discussed in this episode. Uh, but it's it's a scientific thing. I think animals are interesting. I think um, biology is interesting. So, recently, within the last month or so, BBC Earth released footage of dolphins engaging in a gang war. Yeah, you heard that right. The footage was taken underwater uh, by underwater cameraman Doug Allen and... Did Didier Noir? Noir. Uh, I don't know how Didier's name is, but this video sparked a curiosity in me. I'd heard of dolphins showing thug-like behavior before. There's like rumors of rape caves. I'd heard that when I was in high school. Like, what is this rape cave thing? I think the rape cave thing was debunked, but um, yeah, dolphins can do some pretty shady stuff. Uh, But I'd never heard of gangs before. So what other things do dolphins do? And what about other animals that we see as cute or magical like dolphins, you know? Well, apparently divers have witnessed uh, this dolphin gang behavior before, but this is like the first time it's ever been on camera. It's a big deal. National Geographic did a story about it. BBC Earth. It was great. Uh, Then Science Magazine, one of the most reputable scientific publications on the planet, came out with an article uh, that talks about this gang behavior. Ganging up is a regular part of a dolphin's way of life. It is the males that group together to make uh, or take advantage of, make advantage of the old saying, power in numbers. So once they've created a unified gang, male dolphins will fight off rivals from their territory and also capture females that are ready to mate. Yes, sounds pretty dark uh, these dolphins use whistles to signal to their gang to band together once they've joined up they, can, they they're a lot more powerful they can pillage and raid however they choose they're like Vikings of the sea now I might be personifying these creatures a bit a bit too much uh, but when you consider dolphins and whales have remarkable mental ability, Engage in group communication and have individual names for each other. I think personification is kind of warranted because they are quite like us in certain ways. Um, at least when it comes to group communication, their their intellect is quite large. And you know, dolphins, whales—they're mammals. We think of them as sea creatures, but they are mammals just like us. Um, in that sense, when the male dolphin gangs spot a female with a young calf. They will kill the calf to force the mother into heat. Now, if you watch any kind of nature documentary, you've heard of this before. Um, Bears do it. Lions do it. Stuff like that. Uh, But this is new to see it in dolphins. Um, So the male dolphins gang up. They capture a female. They'll kill its young and try to mate with her. Uh, The males will use their echolocation to target vital organs and then beat the infant dolphin into a pulp so uh kind of gruesome once the female goes into heat she will be forcibly mated for weeks by multiple males the males will make threatening whistles movements and even smack her around with their tails um and fins just to keep her in line so yeah basically abuse now i use the term forcible mating because there is nothing to suggest that dolphins can grasp the concept of consent. Therefore, uh, to use the term rape would be inaccurate. Uh, typically, biologists and major documentarians and stuff like that, they don't use the word rape because rape inherent that you're, you're breaking someone's consent. They can't really grasp it. So that's the thinking on that. So I will be trying to use forcible mating, but um, especially because rape is just such a trigger word. You know, it's not it's not a good thing. Anyway. There's a video evidence that dolphins pursue humans for mating purposes as well. Videos of dolphins attempting to mate with human divers have been passed around the internet for years. There's somewhere you know they 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 trap divers or they even um, in the aquatic uh water parks not water parks the um like sea world and stuff like that they'll go up to to handlers and they'll basically try to force themselves on them there's video of it um male dolphins genitals are shaped in a way that forced copulation with a human cannot be ruled out as a mechanical impossibility so it is possible for that to happen so dolphins aren't always so nice to humans either so we got dolphins trying to forcibly mate people um you know like i said not considered rape because they don't know what consent is and to them they're just acting on their nature at least that's what i read in one of the articles trying to explain why they don't call it that now then there are sea otters yeah those adorable little they look like puppies of the sea they're adorable they lay on their backs in the water they crack open clams and they clean themselves they're adorable right no uh while mating male sea otters bite the faces of female otters which is like okay foreplay no This behavior can lead to fatal injuries, so it straight up kills them, um, and it's not that rare for that to happen. When female otters aren't available, male sea otters have been observed fatally humping baby seals. So they'll find a baby seal and and force themselves on it uh, until it dies, and in some cases they continue to mate with the corpse for up to a week after killing it. The thought is that they are so desperate to mate, they will take these drastic measures, since there's no females around. Um, and then you thought that was bad. Penguins might be the worst out of all of these male Adelie penguins. I think you're, I think you that correct. Adele, Adele, Adele penguins seem to reach all sorts of desperation in their quest to mate. During, um, the famous failed expedition of Captain Robert Scott, uh, that's where the celebrated explorer Captain Robert Falcon Scott, um, also famously took part in the race to claim the South Pole in 1911. Captain Scott and four others perished after reaching the South Pole in January of 1912, only to find Norwegian explorer Roald Admon- Amundsen had beaten them to it um, more than a month earlier. So, Roald is the name... So, just last week's episode, Raoul Dahl, he was named after Roald Amundsen. So... Time with last week's episode, loosely. Anyway, so on this expedition, Captain Scott, he he made it to the South Pole and died on his way back. Reason why this is relevant: um, there was a Dr. George Murray Levick. He was on the boat that was sent to help Captain Scott and crew, basically to rescue them. But after their ship uh, was tasked with rescuing Captain Scott, the Terra Nova ship was blocked in ice, and Dr. Levick survived with five others in an ice cave for an entire Arctic winter or Antarctic winter. Uh, the men battled the perilous polar winter and survived, in part by eating penguin meat and seal blubber. Fun. They survived despite having been forced to spend an entire Antarctic winter in an ice cave, unaware Captain Scott and four others had already died. So they were kind of there pointlessly their journey was meant to save captain scott and during their entire eight months of survival in the antarctic they were told captain scott's crew had died so yeah sad during this time in the antarctic dr levick witnessed some groundbreaking discoveries about the mating behaviors of Adélie penguins he is the only researcher i read this somewhere i don't know if hard to believe that no one's seen it now but at least <laughs> And this, according to this one article, he is the only researcher to ever to see the entire mating cycle of a Adélie penguin because he was there for eight stinking months. Now, what he saw shocked him. Uh, they mate with other males, injured females, lost chicks, and corpses. The most desperate penguins even try to mate with the ground. So in one scientific study, researchers set out a dead penguin, which had been frozen in its mating posture. The males found this corpse to be irresistible. In another case, observers put just the frozen head of the penguin, of a dead penguin, on a rock, just to see how far the male penguins were willing to go. Sounds sadistic. Uh, And they were not deterred, so they mated with just the severed head of a penguin. Back in Britain, he published a paper called The Natural History of the Adelie Penguin, that's Dr. Levick back in the early 1900s, uh, but his findings about the species' astonishing sexual behavior were considered uh, so shocking that they were omitted. They were kept from the public, just for certain specific eyes to see of the scientific world. Uh, they thought the public would be too shocked to find out that adorable little penguins just forcing themselves on corpses and chicks and and injured people and and maybe who knows? Maybe the base thing they found most shocking was the homosexuality. I don't know. Uh, but it's but it's not homosexuality because they're penguins, so it's like penguins. Anyway, uh, Dr. Levick's paper was found decades later at the Natural History Museum in the UK and was published for the world to read because, you know, we matured a bit as a species, realized, hey, they're animals, it's, a, it's, it's what happens. The hypo- hypothesis today is that the sexual inexperience is to blame. Adelie penguins gather at their colonies... Um, in October to start the, to breed. They uh, have only a few weeks to do that, and young adults simply have no experience of how to behave. Scientists believe the inexperience leads to the odd sexual behavior. So, yeah, lots of forced mating going on. What's the point here? What's the point of me doing this episode of all this disturbing stuff? <laughs> First off, I wanted shock value. Finding out that the animal kingdom, especially the creatures we think of as cute and cuddly, is full of forced mating and other depraved acts, or what we consider depraved acts, is definitely shocking. Uh, But I also see the value in sharing that animals are different than us. Personifying animals is dangerous. They don't have the same mental capacities as humans. Their ability for empathy and to understand the concept of consent is either non-existent or much less Uh, than our own Uh, real bears aren't cute cuddly like little teddy bears dolphins aren't magical beings that only want the best for us humans obviously otters are not sensitive and sweet and penguins are some of the nastiest sons of bitches out there no the the main point to sum it up is that human morality and ethics cannot be put on to animals you can't judge animals by our standards it doesn't work that way the wilderness or nature as a whole is to be respected and understood understood as at its best as best as we can so there you go i actually hope i did burst some of your bubbles um hope you didn't know all that stuff already like i said um dolphins are pretty bad but if you are like me and you are like a teenager and one of your buddies like have you heard of the dolphin rape cave that's not real (laughs) they don't have specific rape caves um they do do forced mating uh but they don't capture humans take them down to a a cave and force themselves on them until they die (laughs) that was just some myth that spread around the uh middle schools of america (laughs) the whole myth was i'll explain that to you (laughs) here's another reason why i wanted to do the episode i was like i need to know if the rape cave thing is real and i'm pretty sure it isn't but i'm gonna try i'm gonna look into it The, the whole myth here's what i was told in middle school and i did find some back internet forum people talking about this probably shouldn't have googled it on my work computer but i wasn't doing it (laughs) i just i had to see if it was real the idea is that a dolphin's a male dolphin's penis is has lots of weird muscles and can grip things like a human hand like once again this isn't (laughs) this isn't accurate but (laughs) the idea is that the male dolphin takes his penis and grab grabs people male female whatever grabs people with its penis hand and drags them down to the ocean in their rape cave, and then forces themselves on them until they're done with them, dead or alive, and you drown being forced on by a dolphin. That's not true. So and if, you, if anyone's still out there thinking that that's real, it's not. <laughs> Dolphins are pretty messed up. They have tried to force themselves on humans. There's no well-documented case. There's some weird people who tried to do research back in the 60s and 70s, that I wasn't going to include in the podcast, that they were like, I need to find out how well dolphins can communicate. And they had these weird hippie scientists, pseudo-scientist people basically trying to have sexual relations with dolphins. It was weird, but there's no actual documented case of, wow, there's like serial murder rape going on of humans by dolphins. That doesn't happen. There is the dolphin rape cave is not real. Just wanted you to know <laughs> Had to get that out there. Cause my <laughs> adolescent, self was still thinking "Eh, maybe it is true it's not it's not you can rest easy but animals are pretty gross to our standards but in their standards they're just living out there like if you had to live in antarctica who knows what you'd be doing i mean hopefully not forcing yourself on corpses but think about it dolphins live such different lives than us we don't we can't judge them by that stuff they're just dolphins or just dolphins and penguins and otters (laughs) what a weird episode (laughs) but i had fun writing it Check out Tokyo Vice. <laughs> don't trust penguins. <laughs> don't trust otters. And don't trust dolphins. Thanks for listening, Who to Thunkers, and t- tune in next week. Catch you later.